Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. I would give anything for that announcer's voice. Hi, this is Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is The Word to Stand Up for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering Bible questions, questions about stuff that's going on in your life, whatever's on your heart. All you need to do is call us, 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app and as always if you are driving in your car the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app Uh, hit the call now banner at the top of the screen you'll be connected directly to our studio producer now I don't know if you could hear Paula coughing in the background but Paula is here this is the date day edition of the show and we would love to have any comments questions if you need any encouragement she's here welcome to the show Thank you, sweetie. Are you going to miss me? Yeah. Sure I am. A little bit. <laughs> oh, you keep looking at me like, what else are you going to say? Of course I'm going to miss you. Um, but, you know, these things are really very good for everybody. Like I tell some people, you know, let your kids go away from you a little bit. It's good for them and it's good for you. So our separation, though we don't like it. Um, I'll be able to spend more time with my first husband not being so concerned with you. (laughs) If you haven't guessed, today is the beginning of our men's retreat. It actually starts tonight at 8 o'clock. People are already making their way uh, up to the campsite, the Alto Frio Baptist Encampment. We would appreciate knowing that people are praying for us. Um, Our our men's retreats, Paula, have, have... always been pretty profound, pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, God does a really, really deep work. And and one of the neat things this year, it's different than in years past, is we have so many people who are new yeah. and will be going to their first men's retreat. Yeah. I bet you have, let's see, Some yesterday I was called asking for some extra lanyards because yours, they didn't come in in time. And so they needed another 70 talking about there's over 200 men going. That's amazing when yeah. you think of Thursday through Saturday. That means these guys are dedicated, have been working very hard to make sure that their employees or pl- employers know about this so they could have this time off. That's a, that's yeah. a huge thing. You know, one of the things that people will find different about ours than others they might have gone to or maybe just different than what they're expecting if they haven't been to any. Mm-hmm. And, and because of the pandemic, churches closed, people uh, found a church that teaches the Bible, and, mm-hmm. and we've had so many new people coming, yeah. uh, so many new people. And they're going to find that this isn't just a place where a bunch of guys go and hang out. Mm-hmm. We're there to, to, to get into the Word, uh, we're there to meet with Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, and the emphasis is going to be constantly, let Jesus change your life from this moment forward. Mm-hmm. And it really is one of those moments. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, um, 
I don't like nature. <laughs> I, I don't, you know. You don't like change. Yeah, I, you, you don't know, like being don't, out of your own bed. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just, so, yeah. But see, it's it just a sacrifice. I'm a giver. My list. You just interrupted me on my list. So what's your name? But yeah, you're you're right. You are a giver. But 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 the idea here is is I love the work that God does up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, every time mm-hmm. I come home and I haven't slept because I don't sleep well when I'm not in the bed with you and and um, um, you know I'm I'm really busy yep. at these things. Yep. Um, we will be doing the radio show from there with Pastor Dan Lights mm-hmm. uh, from Calvary Chapel in Oceanside tomorrow at four. o'clock. Clock. Yes. and uh, it's just constant go. Yeah, and um, and yet I always come home and say, "Wow, it was really neat to watch oh, what yeah. what God did." Yeah, yeah. And I love these men so much. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's just an amazing opportunity. Uh, people are going to get saved this weekend. Uh, other people are going to get grounded again mm-hmm. or reconnected mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And like in um, our message last night, they're going to re- some of them are going to recover their edge. Yeah, recover their edge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm just really excited about what God is going to do. I wish we could do it at a Hilton hotel or something, <laughs> but you know. So yeah, I, I, I went in. Yes, I know. We're we're at this we're at this Baptist encampment, uh-huh. and it was the last time we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, early in the morning, because I get up early. Maybe you shouldn't tell the story until tomorrow. No, no, they're on their way. They're already on <laughs> their way. It's too late for them to turn around. around. Okay, you guys but, don't turn around. But but I, I, I walked into the bathroom uh, first thing in the morning mm-hmm. and didn't see anything, because I can't see anything anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's... But I turned good. on the light, and there was like a, I don't know, a five-foot centipede. <laughs> <laughs> right on the floor. And no I'm thinking, exaggeration whatsoever. No, no, I'm thinking this. This is nature. I guess this is a survival experience, and I'm just not much into survival. And there's actually men that don't shave and shower up there, and I'm just thinking, well, that's gross. Uh, that's just TMI. <laughs> TMI, Pastor Ron. I don't need to know that. <laughs> oh, but but uh, not my the, kids. Please pray for us, <laughs> and if you want to pray for me, that would be wonderful <laughs> as well. Uh, Paula, before you get into what you want to talk about, okay. we, we uh, want to come. We we had another opportunity to meet somebody new today. Yes, um, Rose, mm-hmm. uh, a, a beautiful young woman. I'm gonna say girl. I always offend people when I say that, but when you're 70, one everybody's a girl. You want to call me girl? You go yeah, right yeah, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, we were uh, we're in an appointment mm-hmm. and just talking to her. She's a single mom, three young kids, yeah. nine, eight, and eight six. And, six. Mm-hmm. and uh, the oldest is a girl. The other two are boys. Yeah. And, um, you know, as as I was sitting there, Lord just kind of put in my heart to say, you know, um, I, I know what it was. You asked her, are you doing okay? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, today. Yeah. You know, yeah. because it's hard. Single moms, it's really, really She's hard. She's only been a single mom two years. Yeah. And and what I was able to say to her, I said, you know, and, and I really feel like I put this on my heart to, to, to say to her, you know, we've got a free doctor's office. Yeah. Where you don't have to pay anything. Uh-huh. And her mouth's kind of dropped. Yeah. And she, she said, I, I'm looking for that. I need to, to be healthy. And mm-hmm. and uh, for her and her kids, yes. we've got a family practice doctor's office. And and it's just a wonderful thing. Now, it turns out she's a born-again believer. Yep. So it wasn't something that I had to share the gospel with her, but I would have oh, yeah, if yeah. if she wasn't. That always. But works. Um, isn't it nice to, to to go find a sister in the Lord, yeah. and say, you know what, God loves you, He cares so much about you that He's got this for you, mm-hmm. and um, and she was really excited. It was yeah. really neat. It was a a a, a, a neat moment yes, that the Lord provided today. Yeah. You know, we get questions all the time of. How are we, you know, are we um, missionary workers or, you know, but our ministry here allows us to be missionary workers to our next door neighbors or my people at HEB, my third ministry, <laughs> or at like this appointment today or when we go to doctor's offices, you know, for other things, you know, to the dentist, there's a lady who, who works on us. She's been going to multi-medical since it opened that we just got to meet, but yeah, our, our our people who go to the school, you know, free is very attractive, and so um, yeah, we don't go across the country. Yeah, the 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 dental but, assistant, um, um, <laughs> she was so happy to see me, and, and I don't know where I can't see anyway, but 
Um, I don't. Th- uh, I don't know if she's ever been to the church. She just. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know either. Yeah. But Pastor Ron, Pastor Ron, she uh-huh. listens to this program. She yeah. listens all the time. Uh-huh. Pastor Ron, and 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 I just thought, well, well, that's great. She goes, I just want you to know how grateful I am. Mm-hmm. I've been going to Malta Medical, Doctor Peter, for ten years. Yeah. And and we haven't even been open ten years. I mean, almost ten years. Almost. But but she's been been going the whole time. Yeah. And it's really wonderful to be able to say to somebody, you know, God loves you, and He's got this part of your mm-hmm. your needs covered. Yeah. And so a we were able to, yeah, with, a single with mom with three kids that she can go to a doctor's office. And, and she's she just so happened oh to be looking for a church. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and God put us right there at the right time. So yeah. those are the kind of things that yeah. the Lord does for us all the time if we're looking for mm-hmm. those opportunities. Yeah. And and we were, and God bless her. And yeah. Um, Maybe she'll start listening to this program, and we'll be able to surround her with a bunch of other single moms who can help. Yeah, and isn't it a really wonderful thing? Because right from the beginning, especially with the school, we've always wanted to be um, one that would evangelize, not just the kids, but their families as well. And so, as you were offering her the the free medical clinic, if she wasn't a born again believer, she would have heard about Jesus either from us in a minute. You know, if she would have said, no, she's not a born-again believer, or for sure, when she goes to the doctor's office, (laughs) they're going to talk to her and pray with her and ask her, how else can we help? Yeah, I also fell in love with her because she looks like she could be a little sister to one of our ladies, yeah. Lachelle. Yeah, she has the same mannerisms. Same kind of... um, Spunkiness. Yeah. um, Toughness. Uh Uh-huh. But tender toughness. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, sis, uh, yeah. so I yeah. totally agree with you. Really, really cool. Mm-hmm. So okay, anyway, this men's retreat, I love this. I have to ask you a question, Pastor Ron. You know, because these retreats are life-changing events, and you know, I, I I got saved basically not at a VBS, but because of the Vacation Bible School, the song that I learned, and just the the love that people exuded over me. Did you ever go to, like, youth camp or a VBS or anything like that, some Christian? Did you say you went to some Christian camp mm. once or something, sports-wise or oh, something? The, the only thing I did outside was play baseball and football. Okay. So you never went you know, to just a know, Christian? Uh, never did. Uh, in, in Sports uh, people thing? In high school. Okay. Um, um, my head baseball coach. Okay. Uh, was uh, a member of the FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes. That's what it is. And he strongly urged me to go to uh, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes conference in my junior year, uh, between the junior and senior year. Mm -hmm. And um, um, there was another baseball player going. And so I went. Um, It was at at a college campus, Southern Oregon College is a, a, a small college in, in uh, Medford, mm-hmm. uh, Oregon. And so we got up there in a bus, and, and that was just almost too much for me, a bus ride. <laughs> I was thinking so, you flew. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no. I, yeah. We're on a bus for all that, and the people said, look, at there's Crater Lake, and there's uh, uh-huh. Mount so-and-so. And I just said, just get me off this <laughs> bus. <laughs> kill me, kill me now. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, but we got there. And and I made a couple friends um, um, who were also from our area, but not from my school. Okay. Uh, and so we went to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes conference, and uh, it was more sports focused than than Jesus focused, uh, which was fine mm-hmm. by me at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was three days long, and uh, I went home and swore I would never leave <laughs> the county I lived in again. <laughs> So, no, I, d- I didn't have the same kind of experiences. I was always busy playing ball. Okay. Uh, I played college baseball, and I wanted to play professional baseball. And uh, so my focus was laser mm-hmm. targeted on, on that one thing. Okay. And um, um, but, but there were some seeds planted. That high school baseball coach um, will never know until I get to heaven. He's already there. Mm-hmm. But he will never know until I get to heaven what an impact he had on my life. Mm. And um, that's the opportunity that we as believers have yeah. in the lives of other people all the time. All the time. I remember right before we came um, from California here, and as we're you know packing out our apartment and getting ready to move, I mean, like you're saying, unbeknownst to us, 
how God had been using us. You know, we didn't even know. I mean, just, I guess, just our testimony of, you know, once we were not walking with the Lord and now we are, uh, once, you know, you were a jerk and now you're not, and just people just kept coming over to our apartment and saying, please don't leave, or how can we help you, or here's another meal. It was like, oh, my goodness, can you go out with us? We could have gone out breakfast, lunch, and dinner for every single day at least for the last two or three weeks. And I I remember scratching my head and just looking at you like, what is happening? It was so emotional. Just God just uses the not-evens. And we don't even know it sometimes. And, you know, the Lord says, well, will he find faith when he comes back? And we were just walking, and he was having these people following us and not even yeah. aware of it. You know, uh, by then people knew I was called to be a pastor. Mm-hmm. I'd gone to Bible college. But I, I think I think it's, it's um, inspiring to some, convicting to others, when they look at somebody who's doing something that makes no sense at all, except for the Lord said to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's sort of been uh, indicative of our, our whole walk with the Lord. We do dumb stuff. Um, <laughs> the, the, the world would say you can't do that, but God has asked us to do these things. And it, it inspires people. We, we were just talking not too long ago about um, uh, we sent our principal and vice principal mm-hmm. to uh, a, 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 a church in North, in Dallas area, North mm-hmm. Texas, mm-hmm. Um, um, Gateway Church, I think it's called. Is it? Yeah, something like that. But, okay. but um, uh, because they they want to start a free school, yeah. And so we sent them up there and said, "Here's how you do it." And uh, our guys sat with their teachers and trained them. And um, you, you know, uh, people see that God will do more than they can ask or imagine if they'll just give Him the opportunity. Yeah. And our whole push for for all these years Paula has been simply to say to people especially to pastors and their wives is you know it's God's church instead of doing what you think you ought to do with it ask him what he wants to do with it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and people say but how do you do it I mean if God says this and a lot of times we're afraid of what he's going to say well if God says this uh, how's it going to happen we don't have the resources. I like to tell people, when we started our school 23 years ago, we had 65 bucks in the bank. Mm. And, and um, y- you know, we owed a lot more than that. Um, but God has sustained us, and he's done that because we gave him the chance to do it. And to see people um, in that church that you're talking about when we're getting ready to come here to San Antonio, a place we'd never been, we didn't know anybody here. Didn't want to come to Didn't Texas. want to come. Yeah. And um, um, to, to see us leaving with nothing but Jesus saying, that's where I'll be waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know those people bathed this work in prayer at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And we needed it for the first three years. It was rough. This was so mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't easy after that, but I mean, it was it was suffocatingly hard. The first three years, we didn't have money for food. We we couldn't pay rent. We just couldn't. Had no uh, friends. It yeah, was, we didn't know anybody. No, I mean, people coming to the church, but but there was only a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was uh, the First Corinthians chapter four, verse two time when mm-hmm. when it's required that every man or woman given to trust by God must prove faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, God was testing our hearts. Yeah. Now He knew what we were going to do, but we didn't know. Mm-mm-mm. And you know, there were lots of opportunities that we had to. Uh, turn and run. Um, I, I remember one day in particular when I was taking a walk with Jesus, as I do all the time, mm-hmm. and um, uh, we were in one of those moments where it just looked hopeless. There was no way we could survive uh, a few more days, mm-hmm. let alone let alone any more time than that. And I remember just walking and crying out to him, and I was I was a whipped little puppy. I just said, Lord. We, we we we've given you everything. Um, we don't have anything left to give. We've we've put everything on the altar. And he said, "You have one thing left." Yep, I remember this one. And I um, I said, "Well, Lord, we really don't." I mean, I was trying to pawn some stuff, just little mm-hmm. treats. They wouldn't even buy it. <laughs> and and uh, he said, "You have one thing left: your truck." 
And um, we had a, a truck, and um, um, we paid a dollar for it. And that church that we were a part of had it um, fixed up and air conditioning installed mm-hmm. so we could get here, mm-hmm. and it was in good shape and safe. And um, that was all that we had. Yeah. And, and I, I said, Lord, well, if we sell that truck, and I stopped right there because I knew. Because you knew. <laughs> I knew. Uh, you know, the next words out of my mouth are going to be, we can't go home. And that was exactly what he wanted. He wanted me to remember Elisha not long ago, First uh, Kings chapter nineteen. He 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 slaughtered his oxen mm-hmm. and burned, burned all, all of his tools. Mm-hmm. He cut in order to follow Elijah. Yeah. He 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 just cut ties with everything yeah. in this world. No plan B. And God wanted us to do that. Yeah. And um, so I remember um, <laughs> going back home. I turned right around. Yeah. I was only a few blocks away. Yeah. So I turned right around, went back home, and said to you, Paula, um, I, I you know. I think what the <laughs> Lord is telling us to do is to sell our truck. Yeah. And that means there's no going home. We're Texans. Yeah. And and I looked at you and I said, but I can't make that commitment for you. But it's his. Mm-hmm. And we, we promised him everything. Yep. And and you basically pulled a Jonathan's armor bearer on me. You said, do whatever you have in heart and mind to do. Mm-hmm. Just just go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. That was the Holy Spirit. Because yeah. uh, he didn't give me time to think about it. Yeah. He just said, and I said yeah. it, and there it was out in, in open air. But no, yeah. that, so that's right. So what was interesting about that is <laughs> I, I went um, back home. I was at home. Mm-hmm. I got the truck. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I even found it, but there was a, a shoe shine bottle, white shoe polish. And um, so I wrote on the truck the number four and then the words, S, the letters S-A-L-E. And, and I, I thought, okay, Lord, well, how much should I sell this for? Um, I mean, nobody's going to buy it right away. And um, whether I was right or wrong, I don't know, but I just felt like the Lord said, put $2,500 on it. And and I drove it up to that parking lot, yeah. just a few blocks away from from our apartment, and um, just parked it there. And before I walked home, you already had a phone call, <laughs> and I was saying he's gonna be right back. Just hold on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it was a call right away. I mean, literally, with, with yeah. it, it took me maybe six minutes to walk back to the apartment. Yeah, I kept looking out the door saying, he's going to be walking up the steps any minute now. You want to hold on or you'll call back or something or whatever. But so they I, held I, on. I went, I went, <laughs> I turned around. You told me somebody already called. They're going to meet you up there to buy the truck. I said, mm-hmm. that quick? Yeah. Lord, what are you doing here? And uh, we got, uh, 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 the guy said, well, can you do any better on the price? And I just told him, I said, look, we're, st- we're, we're here. We're trying to get a church started. And we don't have any money. I asked the Lord what to what to put on this truck. He said $2,500. And the guy said, okay. And he peeled out $2,500 bills. And it was like... We're going to wait today. No. no, no, no. <laughs> Even before that, it was like, we're Texans. <laughs> we, Texas. we can't go yeah. back if we wanted to now. <laughs> but those are the kind of steps of faith that I think... Um, Cause people to, to maybe say, well, Lord, why aren't I walking by faith like that? Yeah. And he's provided for us every step of the way, um, regardless of how terrified we might have been. Yeah. So, uh, you know. How fun. Yeah. Somebody, you know, somebody might get that kind of a word from the Lord at our men's retreat this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about Calvary Chapel Grapevine, who started the, the free school. There, not, I don't know if there was a free or not, but another school. And um, the pastor's wife, Mercedes, they said, you know, she kept calling me trying to help help her to not do it. But I was like, Mercedes, if the Lord told you to do it, do it. Go ahead. You can do it. She said, you know, I only went five days in ninth grade. That's all she did. And I'm supposed to be teaching these kids? What kind of situation is this? I said, you'll have to rely on God more than maybe some other person. <laughs> but you can do it. And so they started the school. And for the first year, last year, she had... One student, and it was her granddaughter. But God tests you. Mercedes, keep going. I remember we had the women's Bible study here for a while. And, you know, at the beginning, we had quite a few ladies. But it got down to, like, three or four ladies, and it was like, man, nobody's coming. Should we? And, like you, before I said the rest of that sentence, see, we just, like, 
forget it because nobody's coming. It was like dirt was in my mouth. No, no, no. The Lord said, you persevere. So same thing. So I was able to tell Mercedes the same thing. You persevere. So before the end of last year, they had two students. That's a big, that's, that's double their. And then this year when they had their parent-teacher, they had over 30 students. So from one year, persevering, the Lord has increased their numbers. Yeah, you know, our first year, Paula, we had uh, 31 students. Uh, we started the school K through 6 and added a grade every year. Oh, yeah. Um, so we had 31 students, um, no way to pay teachers, uh, and yet everyone who was involved in that startup saw the hand of God move on a weekly, if not daily basis. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those one of those things that you get to see. And again, I want to emphasize, uh, we're, we're inside one minute now for this half of the program. Um, I want to emphasize that that's the example that we're supposed to be to an unbelieving world. Mm-hmm. God said to do we did it, and look what God yeah. has done. Yeah. Hey, we've got 30 minutes left in the date day edition of the show. Sorry, I'm talking so much, Paul. We need to no, let love- you talk. 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day show, and I'll get back on topic here. Paula? Yes. It's your show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it, during the break, I was laughing because... Uh, we had a caller. You had a caller yesterday talking about coming to the church to pay his bill. I was like, what? Because we don't send out things like, uh, hello, you forgot to send your your offering. <laughs> that was Jimmy. And, and I need to be sure that everybody knows that we don't send bills to I people that to come to church here. Yeah. I was dying at home. What kind of call is that? Yeah. But anyway, I wonder if people would actually send money if we did that. You know, Pastor, I've been trying to get you for years to let me do the giving statement just one time. One time. We could do it on the radio if you want me to. No. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you were talking um, about as we read the Bible, how do we learn? And, of course, repetition. But the observe what it says, interpreting what it says. And a lot of times that's where we stop, you know. Oh, look, look, look what that says. And does that, if that's what that means. But uh, how to, the how to. I remember you, there was a story a long time ago about one of the pastors got beat up. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell it because maybe I'll mess it up. <laughs> yeah, we a pastor, a well-known pastor of a huge church. They, they just put um, one-way glass in their nursery, had a big nursery, a big, big nursery. Uh-huh. And, and soundproof, huh? Yeah, soundproof, and okay. they did everything. Uh-huh. And um, he was in there, and a disgruntled man in the church uh, followed him in there and literally beat the stuff. <laughs> he said, you know, I, I'm getting beat up. I could see people walking out there, and they're just talking. I'm going, hey, <laughs> I'm dying in here. Help me, and, help me. and nobody could hear him because it's soundproof, mm-hmm. and nobody could see in because mm-hmm. it's 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 two two way or one way glass. Yeah. And um um <laughs> he said he was he was actually teaching at a pastor's conference and he said now I know what they wanted. They wanted the application mm-hmm. of what I'm teaching. That's why the guy was so mad at he me. He was frustrated. Yeah. But but application's important. If the Bible is really living and active mm-hmm. then it should change the choices you make, the decisions that you make every day. And uh, the the application, you know, it's it's uh, here's what it says, here's what it means, but here's what it means for me right now. I'm going to mm-hmm. put this to practice in my life, mm-hmm. and uh, that gives you a whole new outlook. The Bible becomes something more than just a book about theories or mm-hmm. or or principles. Mm-hmm. It becomes literally a book that helps you navigate through every minute of every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, wait. <clears throat> excuse me, you. You will say sometimes, we all have prejudices, you know, different kinds. 
but the Lord says, don't show partiality. And so that right there means I can't have prejudices. I have to have my thoughts line up with what God is thinking. You know, my life needs to be on the road following him, not my own way. Man, that just means to me, hands down, heart open, um, eyes wide open to see how Jesus sees, and my heart, of course, wide open to love how Jesus loves, not how and who. You know, I can pick and choose who I want to love. You know, it's mostly the people that, you know, I agree with or who agree with me better. You know, who better. Those are the ones I really like. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But um, if I'm going to learn and if I'm going to um, apply God's word to my life, I have to take a step back and say, what about me? What about today? What about now and in this situation and with this person or those people? You know, and so that application, I think, um, well, no, I don't think I know, is what's necessary. And because of the men's retreat this weekend, um, and they can be life-changing events, and Pastor Ron, I tell all the ladies who are coming, you know, for um, marriage counseling with their husbands, I say, you just sit there and... Let Pastor Ron do what he's going to do. You and I will just sit and be quiet because he's going to talk to your husband. But we get to listen because he's talking to us at the same time. But he can see down in their eyes right into their heart, and he can hear what they're not saying. So if there's any, like, kind of secretive kind of stuff that's going on, you just sit there because he's going to pull it out. (laughs) So the life-changing event is... You're going to help them observe what the word says. You interpret what it means and then how to apply it. And then that's where the ladies will be at home praying, Lord, it's a retreat time for us as well. Um, We have one less person to serve this weekend. Not that we serve ourselves, but that we sit at your feet um, and find out how we can be all the Marys have found the better part. Yes, that we can and, be different as well. You know, I, I know, I know, you've got some people coming over to the house tonight. But, but you know, my my hope every year is that, and and I realize, um, just like when the the women go, the dads have the kids. I realize life goes on for the people staying here, but but I just always hope and pray that there's going to be some time that they're able to sit at the feet of Jesus for a while and really listen to the Holy Spirit. As you know, Paula, um, uh, our Friday night afterglow is sort of the uh, crescendo uh, every year of of our retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not done with the teaching. There's teaching Saturday morning. But um, that Friday night afterglow is raw. Uh, it's not a goosebumpy time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the men are instructed... Um, to, to let God, uh, and this will start tonight, let God really deal with you. And by the time we get to the afterglow, there are men who are repenting of sins. Um, um, it's raw. Some of those dads who are repenting of sins have high school age sons who are going to be there. Yep. And and so they're they're taking risk. But what they're really doing is showing those those sons that that you know what I. I I've been messing up, mm-hmm. I, and and mm-hmm. and I need to be right with God. Mm-hmm. And what an example that is for a for a father to mm-hmm. set. It's not um, setting an example of being perfect, but it's setting an example of how to respond to the Lord when you're not yeah. perfect. Yeah. And uh, it's really, really, really raw. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I think uh, because we have so many new people coming this year, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm uh, I'm. I'm hopeful that that won't be too raw for them, and uh, just it's just neat to see the spirit move. He knows what everybody needs. Mm-hmm. You know that year that I surprised you with asking Ronnie and Terry to come. Terry, the younger son. Um, I'm t- saying the younger son, like not that I need you to know that, but the <laughs> people that are listening. But Terry, our younger son, who is still not a believer, was there, and you know you're talking about. It's not just a bunch of guys hanging around, hanging out, you know, playing baseball or basketball. 
and they do have fun stuff. But one year he said, okay, I'll come, but what, what do they do at the men's retreat? And the enemy of my soul and his wanted me to say, oh, yeah, they just play some football, they, they swim, they play some basketball and stuff. But the Holy Spirit, who loves me and Terry, said, they do some fun stuff, and they eat. They eat late at night, in fact, brisket. But um, <laughs> it that's, is, that's after Friday night, yeah, after the, the afterglow. That's 10 crazy. o'clock brisket. Oh, my gosh. But, um, so, but Terry, it's about Jesus. You know, you're going to be introduced to who he is, um, and then you'll get the opportunity to accept him. You know, it's there's like five teachings and a couple of, and then two devotion speakers, and um, but you'll have some fun. But you're going to hear mostly about Jesus. I mean, this is what your dad does, <laughs> and so he still came, but um, the guys they don't do like the the ladies do. We come back and have two weeks of reflection. But I had asked the, our sons to write something about their experience. And what Terry said, among many things, um, was it was like it was sitting in a room, and it was very raw, like you're, the words you're saying. He said it was a bunch of regular guys who have regular problems. They go to jobs where things aren't, you know, great. They have home life where they may have some financial problems going on, some relational problems, their kids aren't perfect, but it was like a room full of regular guys, and here, back to the application, asking for directions. And that blew his mind, because, you know, now we're praying for the lost, hurting, hungry, broken, needy, confused, fearful, angry, and the proud. Um, He said, these were regular guys just bearing their, their hearts, you know, and like you're saying, some guys were there with their children. Well, our two guys were there with their dad. And they heard and saw what real men are supposed to be like. Yeah. Too often we just pretend like everything is okay and, you know, we, we got to put on our church face. I talked about that in a message not too long ago. Uh, don't want anybody to know what's going on in our life. The afterglow, and, and as the spirit is moving, um, it, it's it's completely opposite of that. Um, pride just gets ripped um, away from us layer by layer, yeah. and uh, that's what needs to happen in order for the Lord to be able to deal with us. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, on this. I'm sorry. No, I just said, let me give the phone numbers. We got, I don't want to, if anybody does want to call, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Okay. You know, and I'm certain he's listening, uh, but every year at this time, Felipe normally calls this show while he's on his way to the men's retreat. And this year he's battling cancer. So I don't know because they just had, their women's retreat, but they've been having their own men's retreats. So I don't know if he's planning on going or if he's even able to, but Felipe, we love you and we pray for you all the time and we want you to be well. So, ah, yeah. these are my kids. Yeah. Whether they live and come to our church or they move away. Yeah. And- he, he hasn't missed one since he got saved at it. And, yeah. and uh, he, the, you know, he, he went to a church plant that we started. Mm-hmm. With his best friend yeah. as the pastor. Yeah, <laughs> and um, um, it's he, he still didn't miss our retreats. Yeah. That, that to him is sort of like, um, I can. He, he said, I can measure every year mm-hmm. how I've done with the Lord based on how I've grown from that, that men's retreat where I met the Lord. And uh, he's struggling with cancer, and um, he's dealing with it as you would expect him to deal mm-hmm. with it mm-hmm. um, in faith. Uh, and and in hope, yeah. and uh, he's doing pretty well um, in dealing with it. So, okay. um, Felipe, we love you, and Enjoy even it. if we don't see you this week, we understand. Yeah. Um, but we love you. And we're praying. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, my kids, my kids. Uh, so yes, so while the men are away, uh, and and we we the ladies, the leadership ladies, we meet tonight. And we will have a devotion. 
of course, after we eat, we have devotion and um, prayer time. And we'll be praying for all you guys, not only for you to come back fixed and better, but for us as well. So, <laughs> but we'll be praying the whole weekend. It'll be, it'll be good. Paula, we've got your twin sister on oh. line one, Lucy from Universal City. Lucy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. Hi, Paula, my sweet twin sister. Hi, my sweet, smart twin sister. She's the brain. <laughs> <laughs> She's the brain, I'm just the mouth. <laughs> I have a, a funny story about okay. um, about a, um, a retreat. Uh, it was like uh, maybe 2011, I want to say, um, maybe a little bit before that. Dr. Sue was still alive, and she mm. was at the, the registration table for the women's uh, tea party, which usually happened during the time of of the men's retreat, and the table right next to her, Aaron was signing people up. He was uh, had volunteered to help with the registration of the men's retreat, and he was wearing his old T-shirts from 2002, 2003, four, five. I, I don't know how many he has, but. Um, but he was calling out, like, you know, um, people that are selling something, and they'll say, come on, come and sign up for the men's retreat. Come sign <laughs> up. And and, uh, and he was all smiles, and, um, and people were coming up, and he would say, I've been to seven, eight, or however many by that time, eight men's retreats. And Dr. Sue leans over to him and says, yeah, and he's, Still not fixed. You wives, you, you wives have too too great of expectations. <laughs> so, so that was a long time ago, and he's still not fixed, and neither am I, and neither is anybody else. We That's all right. Have something else to work on and go forward. We will not arrive until we're in heaven with Jesus. That's and, correct. But just an encouragement to all the men that are on the retreat. It's it's just a beginning point. Wherever you are, it's just a beginning point. And going further and, and taking one step at a time with Jesus, that's what it's all about. So anyway, I just thought I'd put my two cents in. I, I was laughing because <laughs> I remembered that story Thank you, Lucy. God Thank bless you. Thank you, sweetie. I love you so, so much. I know you'll be praying for us. Appreciate it. Well, Paula, we're we're um, rounding into the home stretch. What do you want to talk about? Well, you know, I was thinking this retreat and any of us, everybody, of how to recover your edge last night. You know, I love that story, you know, about the axe head falling in the water, and you added a word to the Bible, even though you, you made sure you say, I don't normally do this, but it should say, <laughs> exactly where did you lose it? Exactly what happened? Because, um, you know, I uh, have some friends Second in my... Oh. Now, was commander of I'm so sorry. Paul, Paul's audio Bible went on yeah, it was by, mis- by mistake. Second Kings, where we were. But... Um, you know, sometimes things happen in our lives and, and we kind of say, Lord, why did you allow that to happen? And, you know, and we kind of start questioning his goodness. And that's with the help of the enemy, of course, because bad things shouldn't happen to me, basically. And That's what we wrongly think. Yes, we wrongly think that, yeah. Um, and so that could be a, a point where you might have lost your edge and or some of our friends have, you know, kids that are walking in the wrong lifestyle and they still want to be their parents and, you know, and to be their friends and, and say, well, you know. Um, Starting to compromise. Yeah. Because you lose your edge. Yeah, that's caused you to lose your edge. Or like you said last night, you know, the things that the Lord has delivered us from, whether it be drugs, alcohol, or sexual addictions, or whatever it is, and then just little by little, 
um, we let some of that creep back into our lives and we're losing our edge, you know. Or, you know, the people who came to church and they were so excited, Jesus saves me, you know, save me, and I've been freed from this. And, and then now they're sitting in the middle of the church, and that's just a, a thing I say, and then now they're at in the back row. And where they used to be, like, I'll just do anything, Pastor Ron. I just, I'm so in love with Jesus, I'll just do anything. And now you don't see them, but maybe once or twice a month, they've lost their edge. Um, but even us, as as leaders in the church, you were talking to us as well, because we can be so busy about doing God's work and still lose our edge, because I can put a message together. You know, even as I was walking with the Lord today, oh, I got to get it in. There it is. <laughs> I got to get it in. Um, uh, you know, I know I'm asked to teach sometimes. I said to the Lord, I said, but I don't want it just to be what I'm thinking or what what comes to my mind. I really want to only say what you want me to say, you know, and so we can lose our edge there too. You put enough messages together. Um, you can cut and paste or whatever you call that um, and just do a message and go home and say, okay, Lord, make it make sense, you know. Um, but So we can lose our edge as well, just coming to church. Like we were talking about for communion, you know. You take communion, that first service, it's like, oh, man, Jesus died for me, and I get to, I have access to him, and he paid for all my sins, past, present, and future. And then I'm a little more tired in second service, and I'm really tired by third service, and it's like, but I want that same zeal. But do we always have that same zeal, that same awareness of what Jesus has done for me? Not just first service, but all three services. Not just once a month on Sunday, that Sunday, but every day um, to take that time to be really grateful like I was at the beginning. Yeah, I think sometimes, Paula, we forget that worship is a sacrifice. Uh, I like to say this a lot because uh, in our church culture, worship is always associated with music. Mm-hmm. And, and um, um, you know, at the end of the Olivet Discourse, Jesus and his disciples sang a hymn. So there's nothing wrong with music. Yeah. Um, but but it doesn't really cost us anything to lift our arms and sing a song to the Lord. And uh, if you go through the Old Testament, every time worship is mentioned, something died. Mm-hmm. Uh, blood had to be shed. And um, we just get into that sort of complacent trap where uh, we can just go through the motions and we can our lips can move to the words of the song even without the, the lyrics being on the screen. But but what God wants us to do is make sure that that was a a, 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 a time of worship that cost us something. We had to really examine our heart. Uh, Lord, what about me and what about today? And that is... Um, I think a lot of the times where we lose our edge, it's just, it's easy to be a Christian. It's easy um, to, to say all the right things. We know the words to say, and uh, we can say, oh, amen, bro, and praise the Lord. Um, I, I get so frustrated. I say to people, how are you doing? Uh, better than I deserve. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, that, that, I'm blessed I, and highly favored. Yeah. I tell people, <laughs> I'm asking because I really want to know. Yeah. I, I want to pray for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just think sometimes in the environment of church, um, we lose our edge and we don't even know it. And that's why that study was so important mm-hmm. last night. And uh, the one thing that stands out to me most in that Bible said, Second Kings chapter 6, first seven verses, is that wherever you lost your edge, that's where you got to go back. You can't skip steps. You can't just okay. Well, okay, God will be. No, you gotta you gotta go back to that place, and apply the cross to it. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, um, you know maybe they're they're just little miracles, but God is going to grab your heart, and He's gonna He's gonna take you that place from which you can move forward. Yeah, yeah. Paula, we're inside three minutes now. So wow, I've been talking a lot, huh? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but where exactly? Did it fall? He said, the, and you said, you know, that's a little miracle. But the fact that God has saved us, that's a big miracle. Mm-hmm. And every day we can have 
little, medium, and big miracles because we are saved to say, wow, I used to do this. Like you had a man who, um, I think it was heroin, he was able to give up. That's pretty big. But he couldn't let go of cigarettes. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some things that the Lord leaves in our lives, and we are aware of it to say that First Corinthians. 14. Yeah, and, and I think I think part of this we we lose it when we start looking for miracles too. That that shouldn't be part of our life. Mm-hmm. And yet we've got so many teachers out there talking miracle this, miracle that. Mm-hmm. When, when in reality, um, um, you know, God takes care of the big things; He takes care of the little things. Yeah. And uh, what I said last night was, you know, the, the floating of an axe head from the dirty Jordan River um, is not a, it's not the Red Sea. It's not manna fallen from heaven. Mm-hmm. But it demonstrates that God cares about the little things that are going on in our life just as much as he cares about the big things. And if we'll just stay edgy, and I, I don't want to overuse the metaphor, <laughs> but, but if we'll just keep sharpening our edge, mm-hmm. Paul says never be lacking in zeal, but mm-hmm. keep your spiritual fervor mm-hmm. serving the Lord. Mm-hmm. If we'll do that, then uh, there's no end to the, the, the directions that God will send you to use it. Yeah. We're inside one minute. Wow. What do you Man, want to say? Time flies when you have a good time, right? Are, are you going to miss me? I'm going to miss you. You know what's really, really hard is when you're not there, you know, at night, and I'm, I'm ready to go to bed. I'm not not that I'm afraid or anything, but you're just not there. <laughs> and then I look over there, and you're still not there. Where are you, Ron? Come home, baby. Okay. But anyway, it's going to be okay. Okay. Tomorrow, our show will be live from the Men's Retreat from Lakey, Texas. Uh, Pastor Dan Lights will be on the program. We'll broadcast at our regular time. God bless you. We'll see you then. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Oh,